Now time for Chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. It is Chilling with Quillen. Special uh, edition, homecoming edition. Always good to catch up with uh, with Curtis Quillen and kind of see what's on his mind. And uh, he's hurting a little bit, coming off a tough loss for the Pokes last week against TCU. But it does happen. They'll be able to rebound. They'll have a chance to rebound this week. But uh, full slate of Big 12 games. Uh, and, Curtis, we're focused on this Baylor-Kansas game. But, boy, that one in uh, Fort Worth. Uh, and, of course, it's two weeks in a row. How about Kansas State going in there? Both those teams undefeated in Big 12 play. Uh, are you – I mean, I don't know if, if TCU starting to feel like kind of a team of destiny or what – uh, a couple of teams that feature purple prominently in their school colors. What do you make of this one? I think this is uh, this might be for a spot in Arlington I, because you look at who both of these teams have played so far, and neither one of them has played Baylor. But you know, Kansas State's played Oklahoma, it's played Texas Tech, it's played uh, pretty tough schedule to this point, and so is TCU. And TCU has come out of it smelling quite like roses, and uh, I think I think the winner of this one has an inside track toward a spot in Arlington for the Big 12 Conference Championship game uh, first Saturday in December. Uh, this is, you know, a dual threat quarterback in Adrian Martinez, and if Martinez isn't the leading rusher, then Deuce Vaughn is, and whichever one of them comes in first, the other one comes in second on rushing yards. Um, there was one game not that long ago where Martinez had one more rushing yard than Deuce Vaughn did on one fewer attempt. And so they're very, very balanced in their attack. And, you know, um, Kansas State's very good, but my goodness, Max Duggan is having the the season of a lifetime in his, uh, you know, move out of an RPO kind of look into a more of a spread slash air raid look. And uh, he's having quite a season himself. And then you've got the, uh, the former Temple Wildcat, Quentin Johnston, who's, looking like he might have a say in the, in the Bolitnikov race this season. And so he's having a remarkable season. And I don't know if you saw the stat line when Johnston and TCU won at Kansas, but he had 14 catches for a whole ton of yards on 16 targets, Matt. So all but two yeah. of the times he was targeted, the ball wound up in his hand. Yeah, he he's really good and to see someone move like that with that kind of size is pretty interesting now oklahoma state uh takes on texas i believe this is what y'all call walk around and the whole homecoming scene will be going on in stillwater i'm told it's one of the great homecoming experiences in the country and of course we claim that at baylor because we invented homecoming first homecoming uh, i believe 1909 all right, so we kind of built this thing, Curtis, and are very proud of it, as you may have been able to figure out in your time in Waco. But Oklahoma State, now you've got Oklahoma State um, at least, okay, this is interesting. You've got them covering, uh, and but you, you have Texas to actually win the game. So I guess Oklahoma State is getting six and a half points at home against Texas. Those are a lot of points. For a good Pokes team, I, I that this is a this is a really interesting matchup. It's a really interesting matchup. And back to homecoming, real quick, Matt. I'm going to stop you. It's not one of. 
It is America's greatest homecoming celebration in Stillwater, Oklahoma, USA. <laughs> Walk around tonight, homecoming and hoops tonight, and then tomorrow you got the game and the parade and uh, all of that. And it's a lot of fun up in Stillwater, just like a lot of Baylor fans enjoy the one in Waco. And so um, orange everywhere and, and <laughs> literally. <laughs> and so um, it's a it's a really fun game. But the thing that gives me pause on Oklahoma State in this game is who is the closest quarterback this season that the Cowboys have faced to what they're going to face against Quinn Ewers from Texas tomorrow. And to me, the answer is Max Duggan. And that did not go well. Um, when you look at the uh, uh, the receiving core, who's the closest receiving core to what the Cowboys are going to face tomorrow? To me, it's TCU. That did not go well. And so I think you can learn from things. But also, Oklahoma State went the final 40 minutes of regulation on Saturday in Fort Worth without scoring a single touchdown. And so Texas has a defense that's capable of causing some headaches. And, I mean, I, w- I would say Texas and TCU's defenses are uh, pretty comparable. And, you know, I'm not going to say that they're carbon copies of one another, but uh, I, have a lot of th- I have a lot of concerns about Oklahoma State coming out of that TCU game for a team that I was saying not that long ago looked like the best team in the Big 12. John Morris and I this week on the Big 12 breakdown both said, you know, a week ago, we were both standing here talking about we think Oklahoma State's the best team in the Big 12, and now maybe it's TCU. And, um, you know, through non-conference, I thought TCU was kind of like 2019 Baylor, a very good, very untested team. Well, they're tested now, and they're still 6-0. So, um, but yeah, this Oklahoma State team, I think it can, I think it can challenge, but I don't – the way Quinn Ewers is playing right now, the way that uh, he handled – the second most physical defense that he has seen all season. Um, And they got the win because Iowa state's defense is very good. Both of those FBS teams in Iowa are almost like carbon copies, a phenomenal, phenomenal defense and an offense that can't move the ball, can't score points, can't, can barely function. In one case, it's because of a, a overly complicated scheme. And in the other, it's just inexperience. And so, um, I like what I saw from Texas against Iowa State, and it leads me to think that the Longhorns might get back to uh, the tradition in this series of the road team winning this one. Mm, mm, I can remember some uh, interesting situations where one of those teams would be way up and the other team would come rolling back in between, and it's it's happened both ways where uh, OSU's come back to beat them, and then the same thing with OSU having Texas way down, and then Texas has come back. I remember some of those over the years. Talking to Curtis Quillen, the uh, Channel 6 sports director there in uh, the greater uh, Central Texas area, looking at some of these high school matchups, China Spring Stephenville, you know, has to kind of lead the way. And I'll let you always like for you to talk about whatever you've chosen as your game of the week. But uh, in terms of a one versus two mano y mano, uh, that that one really jumps off the page at you. Oh, yeah. On paper, this is the game of the week in the state of Texas, right? And so you would think that it's our game of the week, but because of the demands of our show, we went a different route because, well, Stephenville's not in our viewing area. Uh, This is an awesome showdown. This is two electric offenses. This is a China Spring defense that's very good, and a Stephenville defense is wildly inconsistent. Um, But whenever you have a high-powered offense like Stephenville does, you don't necessarily need your defense to go pitch a shutout every week. You just need them to get you the ball a couple of times, right? And so, and that's what Stephenville's been able to do 
Um, they kind of made a living doing that. And it, if it were, if it, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. And this, this Stephenville team is very much not, not broken. So um, I love this matchup, I think. And, you know, I might be in the minority on this one. I think that, I think we see this game twice this season. I think these two teams mm. play um, in the regional final potentially. Um, and I think this is proving that China spring was really building something when Brian Bell was there and that it wasn't just like a, we're building for that fourth year because of this freshman class. No, this proves that they've been building a lot more than just one class worth of success um, in that time. And uh, they're having a wonderful season there and on the, uh, on the banks of uh, Lake Waco, but I, I love this matchup. I think it is, I think it's as good as advertised, especially on paper. I mean, everybody in the state that covers high school football on a statewide scale is at this game. Um, and it's a wonderful week for high school football in Central Texas. I mean, you don't just have China Springs, Stephenville, but you have 7-1 and one Wortham at un- unbeaten Mark. You have uh, a battle of reigning state champs in Lorena and Franklin. Our game of the week, and I know the game of the week for several other um, media outlets here in Central Texas that try to keep it as local as possible – uh, is Harker Heights and Temple for the District 12 mm. 6 8 crown and just some of the playoff implications that come with that because of realignment um, and kind of the unknown Temple being kind of the uh, the swing team as far as divisions go. Temple could like will likely go Division One, but there is a path to Temple dropping to Division Two, um, and so you know which one of these two is going to get a home game in the event that and uh, in, in the event that Temple does go Division Two. Uh, and so there's a, it's just a phenomenal week of high school football here in Central Texas. Man, you mentioned it. You get Crawford, Bosqueville, also Conley, Salado, uh, West and Grandview. I mean, all those ones you mentioned. Um, it's uh, there's a lot of fun. No shortage of uh, of picks that to uh, to to go with. I mean, it, and this is so fun because, as you said, it's the push to the playoffs. And so you start right. looking at the matchups and start looking. Okay. Who's going to be? Where are these things going to be held? All of that kind of thing. So uh, there's, a, there's. You're right. There's. A, you can send everybody kind of out into the field. Now, how many games will you all try to uh, uh, get capture highlights from tonight? We will have 14, uh, 14 games on Friday Night Lights tonight. Plus, we'll have a reporter presence from Conley Salado, and then we'll have Matt Lively at Leo Buckley Stadium for. Um, Harker Heights and Temple, um, and we'll kind of go inside why Heights Temple is such an impactful game, not just locally, but in the 6A Division II Region II picture. Um, and so um, we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll have the Battle of the Bell, we'll have Coppers Cove Hutto, um, and we'll have just a, as many games as we can get to uh, here in our area. There are some that w- when we were doing the, the shooters list for this week, I looked at it and um, you know, there's some schools we haven't been to this season, and it's not for a lack of trying. It's just un- unfortunate timing with the schedule. Well, this week we're going to hit a couple of those. We'll be at Riker tonight. We'll be at Bruce Filetti tonight. Um, and then, you know, we'll have games like Hearn Holland, which may be for a District 13 2A Division One title. It may be for second or third place. Uh, we don't really know what to make of 13 2A1 at the moment. Um, and then, you know, just some of these other games that, you know, Academy McGregor, by my math, the Bumblebees can clinch a playoff spot with a win tonight, but it was explained to me that they might have to win two 
depending on what happens with Rockdale Cameron Yo tonight um, in the battle for the bell. And so that expect that to happen pretty quickly. I mean, obviously Rockdale Yo is one of the best rivalries in the state. And so uh, we'll have as many as we can get to. And then, of course, we we break down the big picture of it at the end of the show every night, on every Friday night on Friday Night Lights. And one of the things we're going to focus on is that 12-6A playoff picture because, uh, you know, what has to happen for Temple to go Division Two, and what happens if uh, what happens after this one tonight um, if Temple goes Division One instead. All right, Friday Night Lights is the show. They do such a great job. Matt will be out there at the game of the week, and uh, Curtis always anchoring. He'll have his tie on. He'll be ready to go. Uh, Curtis, uh, enjoy it. Have fun tonight, and we'll be watching. And then, of course, when you get up early tomorrow morning, be listening to us on our pregame show right here on ESPN Central Texas. 7 a.m. start tomorrow morning, and I know you'll want to be hearing me at that at that early hour so thank you curtis of course thanks matt always want to hear your dulcet tones <laughs> that's right there he goes curtis quillen it is chilling with quillen which we do every friday usually at about four twenty. a little later today but uh, always fun to get to visit with curtis quillen the sports director at channel six 